Welcome to episode 30 of 10 Minutes with the Gospel of John. I'm Stan Harstein, your narrator. For the last seven months, I have been exploring a theme in the Gospel of John, looking at how it's used, both at the beginning of the Gospel and throughout the Gospel. Thank you for joining me on this journey. If you have any comments regarding 10 Minutes with the Gospel of John, I do encourage you to take a moment, find the comment link at the bottom of the webpage, and send me a brief email. I'm always seeking to improve this devotional podcast so that it can help more and more people. Your comments are welcome, and I truly appreciate them. At this point, I will be going back and adding some extra material to each of these podcasts so that a person can take five minutes more and have a series of questions and perhaps practices to engage in to help further solidify each theme's idea within their own life and thinking. It is time now for episode 30. This will be the last one in this series, but I hope not the last one in 10 minutes with the Gospel of John. Dwell, remain or abide. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. The rendition of John 15:4 from the King James Version provides one crucial imagery for abiding in Christ. Vineyards were a frequent site in the predominantly rural ancient world. During that period of time, grapevines were as common in the Mediterranean as olive trees. Activities associated with cultivating vineyards, like pruning branches and harvesting the grapes, supplied Jesus with images to communicate a central reality to his disciples during the final few hours before his arrest. Yet, the union between a branch and the vine only captures one small part of the relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and those who are children of God. Several different Hebrew words in the Old Testament can be translated as dwell or abide. In the King James Version, these words are translated as abide on 50 occasions. The New American Standard Bible translates only nine occurrences in that manner, choosing other words to communicate the meaning from the Hebrew. As our world becomes increasingly more urban, concepts behind the word abide grow less common. Words like dwell or remain often seek to fill this gap in understanding. Elsewhere in John, the eternal and permanent nature behind abiding holds a central role in the Gospel of John the witness by John the Baptizer, episodes 5 and 6, regarding Jesus confirms the permanence of God's Spirit upon Jesus. John bore witness, saying, I observed the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remaining upon him. Now I did not recognize him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, The one you see whom the Spirit descends and remains upon. This one is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. 
John 1, 32 and 33. Jesus eventually indicates that this same spirit who remains upon him remains permanently with those who follow him after they hear and obey the words he speaks. If you love me, then you will keep my commandments. I will speak to the Father, and he will give you another paraclete who will be with you into the ages, the Spirit of truth, who the world is not able to receive because it does not see or know the Spirit. You do know the Spirit because it remains with you and is in you. John 14, 15 through 17. Remaining, however, need not always reflect a positive experience. Some negative events permanently remain as well, including God's displeasure for failing to believe in the one he sent. John 3:36. Those questioning the man born blind provide another example of negative elements that remain with a person. Jesus addresses the difficulty faced by those who view both Jesus and this once blind man as sinners. If you were blind, then you would have no sin, but since you still say that you can see, your sin stays with you. John 9.41 Jesus' own example of remaining with his followers stands behind his teaching that they should dwell and remain with him. During the dialogue with those he fed the previous day on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, Jesus self-identifies as the bread of life. He further instructs these seeking another meal from him to pursue more fulfilling and lasting nutritional goals. Do not work for bread that molds and crumbles, but work for the bread which remains throughout the life of the ages, bread that the Son of Man provides you. For Father God has placed his seal on this one. John 6, 37. Later in this same discussion, Jesus clarifies the means by which they can obtain this more lasting goal himself. The one who eats my flesh and who drinks my blood remains in me, and I remain in him. John 6, 56. Jesus' harsh words which some deem unacceptable, provide an opportunity for many who have been following him to depart. See episodes 13 and 23. Those followers who do not return to their old pursuits stick with Jesus, whose words bring life. John 6, verses 66 through 68. Dwelling one with another is central to the identity of Jesus as the Son of God. Not only does the Spirit remain upon Jesus, as John the Baptizer proclaims, Jesus remains with the Father. As Jesus spends time with his followers shortly before his arrest, they are still not fully aware of the relationship existing between Jesus and the Father. He takes a moment to remind them, of the central characteristic of his existence. Surely you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. The things that I have spoken to you did not originate with me. Rather, the Father who dwells in me is performing his works. John 14:10. Fortunately, Jesus devotes more time discussing the reality of this relationship. 
After introducing the vineyard saying I mentioned at the beginning, Jesus expands upon his teaching. Jesus, the word with God at the beginning, has been speaking and has been doing the will and work of the Father throughout the Gospel of John. Now, those dwelling with the Father will also do the will and work of the Father, a work which revolves around love. In the same way that the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my instructions, you will remain in my love. In the same way that I have kept my Father's instructions, and I remain in his love. I have spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and so that your joy may be overwhelmingly abundant. John 15, 9-11 Concluding Thought Abiding functions as the subatomic connection, popularly called the God particle, within the Gospel of John. The Spirit abides with Jesus, Jesus abides with the Father. The Father abides with Jesus. Jesus abides with his followers, and they with him. No temporary nature for living exists. The relationship, as well as the nourishment to sustain it, exists when the various parties dwell with, or perhaps indwell, one another. When this abiding occurs, each party acts on behalf of, and at the request of, the other parties in the relationship at all times. This unity of mind and soul, of word and deed, of spirit and love, establishes a new example for those who would follow the one with God at the beginning, the Word who became flesh. While this mystery is difficult, those who persist end up feasting on the bread that remains and experience the life of the ages with complete joy. I do hope you will invest additional time to write down any insights or questions that came to you during this 10-minute audio journey together. After all, a short pencil is better than a long memory. This DevoCast is composed and narrated by Stan Harstein. All rights reserved.